is there life after death? What question could be bigger than that? Everyone dies. What next? Is there more to this life? Something beyond the grave? Do you know? Will you live after your death? Now, this question has been asked for thousands and thousands of years by all different types of people, and people are still asking it today. You know what that tells you? No one knows the answer. No one has seemed to figure it out. I wonder if you know. I wonder if you could help the world out and come up and tell us what happens after this life. Tonight, we're going to see the answer. This question, it's one of the biggest questions in life. And so if you don't know what happens after you die, you need to find out. Here's why. You will die. Now, that's not a threat. It's not like, watch your back, I'm going to get you. Like, no, you will die at some point. I don't know. Tell me. You ever gone to a cemetery? It's full of dead people. And those dead people used to be walking around like you, being all alive, not thinking they're going to die, and now they're dead. Because that's what happens to everyone. Some people, stay with me. Some people die young. It happens. Disasters, disease, car accidents, drowning. Man, last week, I think I almost went from a game of handball. I had a head clash with someone, split my head open. I thought I was done. Now, these things happen, and you don't get to pick when you go. Now, if there's nothing after death, well, you better make sure your life on earth is good. You only get one shot at it. Now, if there's more, well, you better find out what's going on. What will happen? Because you don't want to miss out on something good. Nothing's bigger than this question. Is there life after death? Now, I think lots of teenagers would say no. Death's the end of it. For lots of people, death is like this sign. I wonder if you can see this sign. This sign back Hundreds of years ago, oh, maybe not hundreds of years ago, maybe a hundred, I don't know. Back when people used to think the earth was flat, you know, people used to think that, there was this sign that was put up on the edge of Spain. They had this sign on the edge of like a harbour, just like that, as they could see it while they looked out, and it said, nothing more beyond. Because they thought that there was nothing beyond that line. The earth was flat and it just stopped. Beyond that line, there was just Nothing more beyond. And I think that's what lots of people think about death. Nothing more beyond. It's why YOLO was a thing. One life, that's it. But is this all we have? Or is there more? That's what we're going to look at. Why don't you join me as we pray? And then we're going to have a look at the Bible. Father God... If you are there, please show us. Please show us what happens after this life. Help us to see the truth and to prepare for what comes next. Father, help us to see the hope that we can have in a life after this. In Jesus' name, amen. So is there life after death? Can I tell you, Jesus claimed to be the expert. 
He did. Jesus is the expert on life after death. Have a look at these words. This is what, this is what Jesus did one time. Jesus then began to teach them that the Son of Man, it's a name for Jesus, must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. Jesus said he would die and come back. Not like a few minutes later, resuscitation on the operating table kind of thing. Not a couple of hours later, three days. He claimed he could come back after death. Now, if that's true, well, he's the expert on the afterlife. Now, I understand for a lot of you, that's a huge if. You know, if Jesus came back from the dead. And we're going to look at that. We're going to look at, can we know if that's true? What evidence is out there? But before we do that, we want to hear Jesus out. What does Jesus say happens after this life? What happens after death? Jesus says three things. We're going to look at three things he says. They're going to go like this. God, the bad place, the good place. That's where we're going. Check with me. First one, God. Jesus said, after death, God decides where you go next. Tell me, have you ever had your fate resting in someone else's hands? You know what that's like, that feeling? God, I, I listen to Hamish and Andy a lot. You guys, anyone get into Hamish and Andy? Oh, I love it. I just love it. The other, the, like, I was listening to last year. This is Hamish and Andy, if you don't know who they are. Hopefully you do. Um, Hamish, the guy on the left, one day came up to Andy with a contract. Okay? And he had a contract with all this written stuff on it. And he covered up the whole contract except for the bottom bit where you sign your name. And he gave it to Andy and said, I'm not telling you what's on this contract, and I want you to sign it. Now, Andy ummed and ahed for like a week on this one, and he signed it. And at that very moment, he knew his fate was in Hamish's hands. Whatever Hamish said would ha- had to happen, whatever he said in that contract, Andy had to do it. He had no choice. He'd sign for it. After this life, our fate rests in God's hands. Listen to what Jesus said. This is what Millie read out for us. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he, God, has set a day when he'll judge the world with justice. Jesus says on the other side of death is a day when God will judge everyone. There is something after death. God decides where you go next. Now, how do you feel about that? Stoked? A little nervous? What will God do with you? Your fate rests in his hands. That brings us to the second thing. The bad place. Jesus said this. He said, we reject God, so we won't get God. Have a look at that sentence again that we read, in the past God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. To repent. Now, have any of you guys, I doubt it, hands up, have you ever heard of Ron Wayne? This is Ron Wayne, if you can see him. Not a very happy chap. Anyone heard of Ron Wayne? Look at this. Ron Wayne was one of the founders of Apple. It was kind of him, Steve Jobs, and another guy. The guy that makes iPhones and stuff. Apple is in the company. Okay. He was one of the three guys that came up with that, that was started Apple. 
From the very, he drew the first Apple logo, the little Apple thing with a bite taken out of it. He designed the first Apple system something. And one day, very early on in the life of Apple, before they were massive and worth heaps of money, Ron Wayne decided he didn't want to be part of Apple. He didn't. He didn't get along with Steve Jobs. He thought, I want nothing to do with Apple. And that day, he planned to sell his shares in Apple, his 33% or whatever it was, which that early on were worth... 800 bucks. And he planned to sell them very early on. Now, if you were Ron Wayne's mate, what would your advice be for him? Don't do it. Your advice would actually be the same as Jesus' advice in that sentence. Repent. Repent means change your mind, turn back. You could tell Ron Wayne, repent, change your mind, don't bail on Apple. Well, Jesus said all people need to repent. Jesus is saying we need to change our mind, not because we don't want anything to do with Apple, because we don't want anything to do with God. We reject God. Have you realized that? God created us and the good things we enjoy, and He wants us to live the way that He's told us to, and He wants to be in a relationship with us, but we ignore God, we don't thank Him, we don't live His way, we don't want this relationship with Him, we want nothing to do with Him, Jesus says. I think about my life growing up, it's about right. I didn't think about God at all. I yeah, I enjoyed the things that he gave me. I didn't really care about what he had to say. And I was happy to live life my own way. I wonder if you're anything like me. Well, Jesus says we reject God. We want to do things our own way without him. So when we die and God decides where we'll go, what would you expect him to do? What should God do if you don't want Him? If we don't want Him? He'll give us exactly what we want. Life without Him. Like Ron Wayne, he wanted nothing to do with Apple. That's exactly what he got. He sold his shares and took his 800 bucks and went home. Those 800 bucks would have been worth probably a billion today. We reject God and He'll respect our decision. We want nothing to do with him all our lives. He's not just going to forgive us after this life. We've offended him. There's a problem. He will judge the world with justice. And justice says, you don't want God, you won't get him. And so we all deserve to go to the bad place. Now, unless God forgives us, but why would he? It's the bad place. Now, what's the bad place? Well, it's exactly what we've asked for. It's life without God. Now, what do I mean by that? It's none of God's good gifts. You know, the beach, our mates, food, all this stuff. But worst of all, it's no friendship with God. It's not that good relationship with God. God will be angry with us. It'll be a terrible relationship. He'll dish out justice, punishment, exactly what we deserve, exactly what we've asked for, really. See, the bad place is bad because you don't get to be with God. But Jesus gives us the third thing. And his third thing gives us hope, the good place. 
We don't have to go to the bad place. There's a solution. Listen to these words of Jesus. Jesus says, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Jesus invites us, come with me to the good place. Jesus brings something incredible. Whoever believes in me has eternal life. And what a relief. What a relief. Now, I'll say it again in case you missed this. Everyone is going to the bad place. Jesus is the way to the good place. One day we will die, and if we're trusting Jesus, we'll go to heaven. That's what Jesus says. Now, what's the problem with that? There is a problem with that. I hope you've picked this up. We saw that God would judge the world with justice. And we deserve to go to the bad place. We don't deserve to go to the good place. We've treated God terribly. How could he let us in? Now, the answer to that question is mind-blowing. The answer to that question is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Nothing's changed my life like the answer to that question. You get the question? Let me say it again. How could God let us into the good place when we've treated him so terribly? Here's the answer. Jesus died so that I could be forgiven. Instead of me getting punished in the bad place, Jesus suffered all my punishment on the cross. Like he went to jail for my crime or something. So now I'm not going to the bad place. I'm going to the good place. And anyone who believes in Jesus can go to the good place. Now what's the good place like? What does Jesus tell us the good place is like? Well, have any of you seen the TV show, The Good Place? It's on Netflix if you've seen it. There's literally a TV show called... Oh yeah, some big fans. <laughs> Rock on. There's this TV show on Netflix, The Good Place. You maybe scrolled past it. Okay. The first episode of this show, here's the premise. This chick dies. She wakes up. She's in the good place. They say, welcome to the good place. And they take her around the good place. And this is what it's like. There's frozen yogurt shops on every corner. You can just get as much as you want. People can fly. No one dies. Everyone gets their own private mansion. And there's this assistant that you can just call whenever you want and she'll just give you whatever you want. Click your fingers. Janet. Yeah, good on you. Janet. We've got some big, big fans. But the show misses what the good place is really like. Completely misses it. See, Jesus doesn't tell us there'll be sweet food and flying and mansions. Now, there might be, but no one cares. Jesus doesn't care because the good place is good Because God's with you. See, what makes something good is who you're there with. You know this, right? If you take a day and go to Wet n Wild and spend the day there by yourself, you'll realize something's missing. It's not as good as it could be. But you can have a perfectly fun time bumming around with your mates in Air and Affair car park. And why is that? Because what makes something good is who you're there with. Well, the good place is good because God's enjoying it with you. 
That's what makes it so good. So Jesus claims to be the expert on life and death. And he says, there is life after death. God will send you somewhere. Because we reject God, we won't get him. And unless we trust Jesus, we won't go to the good place. But if we do trust Jesus, he'll bring us to be with God after we die. Will you start trusting Jesus tonight? Will you start trusting Jesus tonight? When I was in year 12, I did that for the first time. I started to trust Jesus. It meant I trusted that Jesus could make me right with God, could forgive me. And I turned back to God and I wanted to live His way. I can tell you, it was the best decision I ever made, hands down. And I know I'm going to the good place. I'm looking forward to it, spending that time with God in the good place. Let me ask you this question. Answer this one in your own head. What would stop you turning back to God tonight? What would stop you from trusting Jesus tonight? Can I say, I think a big reason for lots of people is they're not sure if it's true. You know, this good place stuff sounds great, but is what Jesus says what really happens? Is it true? This guy, Ricky Gervais, made a movie about life after death. Does anyone that name ring a bell, this guy? Yeah? He, he made a movie about why people believe in life after death. You know what he called it? He called the movie The Invention of Lying. You can maybe already gauge what he thinks about that. And the movie's set in a world where no one's come up with the idea of lying yet. No one, just no one's thought of the idea to say something that's not true. And so everyone tells the truth and everyone believes everyone. And you can imagine the kind of thing that's happened. It's like, hey, Johnny, how come we didn't come to my birthday party? Johnny's like, because I don't like you and you smell bad. And they're like, hey, do you think I look fat in this today? <laughs> Matter of fact, we've all been talking about that. And yeah, we think you do look fat today. That's the kind of basis of the movie and all these funny things kind of happen like that. But what happens is this guy who... He figures out, I can lie. I can say things that aren't true and people will believe it. And he finds himself in the hospital and his mum's dying. She's on a deathbed and she's terrified. She's kind of shaking. And she says, oh, death's horrible. You know, one second you're there and the next you're just gone. And she's terrified. And this guy, kind of wanting to comfort her and tell her something nice, he says, it's not the end. After you die, there's something wonderful and everything you love's there and all the people you love's there. And he goes on. And she believes him and the nurses believe him and word spreads. And that's, why, that's what he thinks is the reason why people think there's life after death. He thinks there's no reason to believe it. It's just a really nice thing that people tell each other to kind of just comfort each other because it's scary to die. Jesus said he was the expert. He said he would die and come back himself. So the question is, did he do that? Did Jesus come back from the dead? Because if he did, then what Jesus said about the afterlife is true. He is the expert. So that's the question. Did Jesus come back from the dead? Now, I've heard some people say that science tells us he couldn't have. 
You ever heard that before? Science says miracles can't happen. Pause and think about it for a second. What science tells you that? What experiment did somebody do to tell us that Jesus couldn't come back from the dead? Science has done no such thing. Science can tell you that normally when people die, they stay dead. But we didn't need science to tell us that. Everyone knows that. That's why Jesus' thing's a big deal. Because people normally don't come back from the dead. The real question is, is there any reason to think that Jesus actually came back from the dead? Is there any evidence that would make us believe it? And I want to give you something to think about. I'm going to give you five pieces of evidence this is kind of historical facts. You don't have to be a Christian to think this. You just go ask some guy who studied history and he'll say, yep, we know these things happen. You're five. Then you tell me whether you think Jesus came back from the dead or not. All right. Here's number one. Jesus said he would die and come back from the dead. There was a dude, Jesus. He walked around and he said, I'm going to die and come back from the dead. We already read one of the, one of the eyewitnesses who said they saw Jesus said that before. But lots of people said that. We know that Jesus said he was going to come back. Number two, Jesus was killed on a cross publicly by the Romans and was buried in the tomb. Now we know that. There's no debate on that one. That's just a fact. Number three, Jesus' tomb was found empty three days later and no one's found his body since. We know that one. Number four, hundreds of people claimed they met Jesus alive again after those three days, including his mom and his brothers. And the last one, Jesus' closest followers, one by one, stuck to their beliefs that they saw him alive, even when they were threatened to be killed. And most of them got killed for saying Jesus came back alive, but they stuck to it. Now, I want you to have a look at that. I'm going to give you a second. Have a think. Look at the evidence. Tell me what conclusion you can draw. Did Jesus come back from the dead? What could explain this? What possible reason could explain this evidence? Have a look. I'll tell you, some people have come up with theories. So I'll give you a couple of theories people have got. Some people will say, well, Jesus' disciples, maybe they were hallucinating. You know, they thought they saw Jesus, but they were just kind of tripping out. And that's kind of how it spread. Now, that doesn't make sense of number three. Because where'd the body go if they were just tripping out? And number four, what about the hundreds of other people? People don't have group hallucinations. You don't have the same dreams as each other. Doesn't make sense of the evidence. Some people say that the disciples just made it up. They kind of stole his body, chucked it in a river, and then spread word that Jesus came back from the dead. And they kind of honor the memory of their fallen Jesus. Well, that doesn't make sense of number four. Because what about the other hundreds of people? And it doesn't make sense of number five. Because if they made it up, why would they go to the death holding to that? No one would be crazy enough to die for a lie, something they are lying about. You only lie to make things better for yourself. So you wouldn't lie to do it. So the evidence doesn't seem to do that one. Some people say, oh, Jesus didn't actually die. He just got really close to it. Maybe he was unconscious. They chucked him in a tomb. And then a couple of days later, he kind of you know, picked himself up and walked out and they thought he was alive. Well, not only does that not work with number two, because he was killed by the Romans. I don't know if you've seen any movies that got Romans, like Gladiator or something. The Romans were epic at killing people. That was like their thing. They, if they try and kill someone, that person dies. 
Like they don't get that one wrong. That's their thing. But it doesn't make sense of number four. Because if Jesus didn't really die, and he kind of came out of the tomb, kind of like he'd probably be dragging his foot, like he had nails through his feet, kind of would hurt your foot. Like he'd be dragging around, covered in blood and gross and whatnot. And those people that saw him wouldn't go, wow, back from the dead. And go, dude, you look messed up. Like it just wouldn't happen. Some people say aliens came to earth and like, you know, resuscitated Jesus or something. Doesn't make sense. Number one, like, I'm happy to chat with you later if you've got any other theories. Please come and talk to me. The evidence is very clear on this. It all points to one thing. Ricky Gervais is wrong. There is good reason to believe in life after death. Jesus came back from the dead. He's the expert on life after death. What he said is true. Now that sign in Spain that they had when they thought the earth was flat, nothing more beyond. In that time, Christopher Columbus, if you know that name, he set out to America, past the horizon, and he found America and he came back and everyone knew that the world didn't end at the horizon. They knew there was more and so they came back and they kept the sign there. They just got rid of that one word. And the sign said, more beyond. They knew there was something beyond the horizon. Somebody had gone past there and come back. That's what the resurrection of Jesus did. It showed us there's more beyond. He came back. There's more than this life. This is huge. Game changer. YOLO, wrong. There's more. There is more than one life. You do not only live once. Can I tell you? That's awesome. I don't know if you know, YOLO is actually a terrible way to live. Yeah? You only live once. You get one life, then it's over. YOLO says, you better make this one good because you only get one. Man, that's a lot of pressure on you and your little life. And I don't know if you caught it. There was a song that played as we got in. It was Andy Samberg, if you know him, the guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was singing this song and it said, You know you only live once, so don't be dumb. Cook your meat until it's done because you only live once. See, if you do something dangerous and it goes wrong, your one life over. People who believe YOLO should be scared. Scared of life ending. But don't worry. YOLO's wrong. There is more after this life and better ahead of you if you're trusting Jesus. If you know you're going to the good place because you're trusting Jesus, man, you can enjoy this life knowing that the future looks good and the pressure's off. If you know you're going to the good place, Man, you're free. You can enjoy this life. Go nuts. See Europe if you want. But if you don't, that's cool too. You've literally got eternity. You'll find time to do good stuff. But if you know, if you know you're going to the bad place, you know you're not trusting Jesus. Can I... I urge you as strongly as I can, don't 
do it. Turn back. Turn back to God. Change your mind while there's still time. Don't do it. There is time. See, after this life, every one of us in this room, one of two things will happen to you. If you don't trust in Jesus, you'll go where God sends you, a place without his friendship, not enjoying being with him. That's where you'll go. Jesus has told us this. If you do trust Jesus, well, Jesus brings you to the good place with God to enjoy being with him. Where will you go? Answer that question in your head. If you died tonight, where would you go? You've got the chance now to change where you go. If you want to trust Jesus and spend the afterlife with God, you can. Jesus made it possible. You need to turn and trust. If you haven't heard this before, this is the way Jesus talks about what it means to believe in him, to trust in him, to follow him. You need to turn and trust. Turn, meaning stop running away from God in your life. Start to live God's way. Start caring about him, trusting him, living the way he tells us in the Bible. Stop living without thinking about God. Start living the way God wants. You need to turn around and trust. Meaning you trust Jesus to make you right with God, to get you forgiveness. Jesus died so you could be forgiven. Ask for his help to make you right with God. Those who turn and trust will be forgiven and after they die, they'll be with God forever. Do you want to do that now? Do you want to do that now? You can. And so if that's you, join me now and let's pray to God and tell him that. And that might be the start of you turning and trusting.